Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. When I was doing Christian radio in St. Louis, Missouri, for 10 years, especially around Halloween time, we would get all of the calls in, the pros and the cons, the ups and the downs, people that said, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't celebrate Halloween at all, and others that would say, it's just a harmless little thing. The kids are just out having fun and dressing up and collecting candy. And then, of course, there were many spectrums in between of what people believed. But there's one thing that I have come to know for sure, because I have personally experienced, don't think that I'm some kind of a weirdo, but I have experienced seeing a demon. Now, here's what the definition is. A demon is a supernatural being typically associated with evil prevalent historically in religion, occultism, literature, fiction, mythology, and folklore. And then, of course, you know, when today's comics and on television, we see all kinds of aspects of demons. But the Greek word D-A-I-M-O-N, daimion, does not carry a negative connotation. What? How can that be? Well, the word for demons in the Greek language, daemon, is found more than 75 times in the New Testament, especially when you have it taken directly from the Greek, you see that D-A-I-M-O-N. And in each case, it is translated by the word devil in the King James Version. So the devil and demons are often, you know, made fun of in today's society, and they're like little props used by comedians, and even philosophers like to taunt Christians for, oh yeah, he's got a demon, and nothing could please the father of lies more than to belittle those of us who read the Bible, believe the Bible, follow Jesus, and when we have personally seen a demon, and I'll tell you my experience, it's not only a spiritual reality, but to me it was a warning sign, and it has made me able to deal with situations where I have been in the midst of others experiencing their own demons, real or fantasized. But many of you know my story of actually coming to Christ on my third suicide attempt when I was looking straight into the mirror with a razor blade at my wrist. And when I looked into those eyes and I saw not myself, I didn't see Jesus or God. I didn't see angels. I looked straight in the face of a demon, of Satan himself saying, I've got you this time. And I believe that could have very well been my end, my downfall, and who knows, I could have spent eternity in hell, perished. But instead, I threw, at the last minute, I threw that razor blade and I screamed out, God, if you are really real, if you are who they say you are, then do something with this pitiful, miserable life of mine. 
at the time I was 100 pounds overweight. I was drinking. I was on a prescribed speed drug, so to speak, that the doctor had given me. I had been suicidal, and my husband had brought us back to St. Louis area where he was able to get a job from Alabama. And we were to live there and trying to make a new life. I couldn't get a job teaching. I was a mess physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. But that was the turning day in my life, June 3rd, 1973. And I marked down, I was in, we were living in a little apartment in Creve Coeur, Missouri. And Creve Coeur in French means broken heart. And that was pretty ironic because that's where I was. I had a ridiculous job trying to file at a loan company. And I just sat there all day just crying and staring into these files and making a mess of anything that was put around me. And I felt like I had messed up my husband's life, my family's life, and of course my own life. And I just didn't want to live. I don't know if you've ever been that far and deep into depression or not. But when I was at that stage of my life, there were only two options, down all the way, or a little bit up, a little bit up, step by step, going up, learning. And I just took off running out of this little apartment. And of course, right down the street from us, wouldn't you know it, I didn't even know it was there. It was a little church, and it was locked in the inside, but the vestibule part was open. And they had little tracts and pamphlets, and one of them was even on demons. And when I started to read and started to understand that what I experienced was indeed real, and that this could be perhaps my last chance, I absolutely wanted all of what God had for me or for anybody else, and I wanted to just devour and read His Word. So, of course, that was the turning point in my life, my entire life. It was shortly after that I joined a weight loss group. I started exercising. When I had lost a little bit, I had just kind of ironically been hired at Lindbergh High School in St. Louis, one of the largest schools then in the state. And I couldn't believe how my life began to drastically change. Everything about it got better and better and better. Relationships, my husband, our marriage, family, everything seemed to absolutely do a 180. And I have seen that happen with other people time after time after time, as I have done ministry with our own ministry and jail ministry, and as we have traveled and done missionary work throughout the United States. What is available for one is available for all. But the difference is sometimes we don't hit rock bottom. I know I did at that point, but I have seen others that still think, oh, I can do this. Oh, I don't need all of that God stuff. I don't want to hear about all that religion. And yet, you know, Halloween could be a time where instead of retreating or hiding or ignoring it, we could use this as an opportunity to reach out and really do something for those little kids that come to the doors. We don't have to just give them candy and pat them on the head and tell them it's a cute costume, but instead we could actually give them with the candy a cute little tract, a little um, something that's been written maybe about pets or maybe about a child that lets them understand from a child's point of view 
all about God, all about Jesus, whether they read or not, whether this makes it into their hands or not, whether the parents take it and throw it away or not, that really doesn't matter because God sees our heart and our intention. And I just think that sometimes we don't take advantage of every opportunity he gives us to tell other people the good news of what he's done for one, the new life he gave to me the abundant life he gave me, a beautiful 50-year marriage, a wonderful opportunity to travel, to have good health in spite of, you know, a few aches and pains setting in as we all have. But I do know that every day when we wake up, it's a gift from God. And my husband and I start out with a short Bible study and reading and praying, and it just gets the mood and the whole day set. And as I'm even looking out here right now over the beautiful, huge lake connected to four other lakes that we have from our house, just down at our own little boat dock here, we have one little tiny corner of the world, but God has given us this because from here we can launch ministry. We can talk to the neighbors. We can be a witness in this dark world. We can hand out Halloween treats. We can be active in the church and in the community. And we have a radio program we do here in Leesburg, Florida. And I'm not saying this is what you will do. You know what your gifts and talents and ideas and treasures are, and you know what you would have God do for you. Now the question is, what will you do for him? And this is the time right now here with Halloween. Find something that those kids can read and get in addition to candy. Give them the best gift of all, the love and the forgiveness and the eternity from Jesus Christ, God's begotten Son. No demons there. The fight has been fought. And if you read the end of the Bible, guess what? We win because he won for us on the cross. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. God bless you, my friends. Be that light. Be the salt of the earth. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.